Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard and welcome Ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show Coming to you not quite live For the 100th time From the K-Countdown Happy 100th Tommy Hey Beatrix Thanks for joining the show 100 episodes yeah, you look a little nervous. You got to calm down a little bit. What's about? Are you nervous? I am. I'm always nervous when I'm in front of a microphone. Come on, this is nothing. The cones love you, and uh, they're, I'm sure they're so happy to have you. But uh, thank you for having me on the show. Well, you're welcome. Let's talk ABB. So I guess the plan here is I wanted to have Beatrix come in because you guys, so many of you guys, loved her as you know for good reason. And she's been a contributor to the show, she's been a good friend, and she's been a travel buddy in certain occasions too, so I think there'd be nothing more appropriate than have her come in on the 100th episode live in studio, and I guess maybe turn it over, flip the tables a little bit for the 100th episode. I originally didn't necessarily want to make a big deal out of the 100th episode, but you know what, I guess we might as well, I figured we might as well do something. So here's Beatrix, and uh, take it away. Yeah, so now we can officially say that your 100th episode is recorded in Boca Raton, Florida. Yes. And this was a big question amongst the cones. Where will the 100th episode be recorded? Well, here we are. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where the 101st episode is going to be recorded. So I guess, hey, listen, that's part of the Always Be Booked lifestyle. Keep it moving, right? Yeah, it can change in an instant, can't it? Yes, absolutely. It's been proven over and over again. And you never know what's next. Oh, God. Okay, so I did a little bit of preparation for this podcast, not a whole lot, but some. And I realized as I was putting my thoughts together that this is really not 100 episodes. With Patreon, with Cruise Companions, we're looking at about 150, I would think. What do you think? Yes, uh, about 150, I guess, maybe. I've, you know, like I said, I've listened to podcasts here and there. And um, I guess that's fair to say, but I've noticed them do the same thing, like, Joe Rogan has uh, offshoot little podcasts that he does. He'll do like MMA only podcasts and things like that, but they're all on the same feed. So I guess for purposes of just labeling and numbering official episodes and just having, I guess, something to be ceremonious about, I figure, yeah, let's just do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's around 150, so that sounds even better than 100, but it's pretty crazy, isn't it? I I, I agree. Um, when I when I started this, obviously, you don't start something to just stop it after five or six episodes, so um, I can't say I'm shocked it's been this long. It's been pretty much, and it still remains, mostly a hobby. Uh, I'm trying to get it into that out-of-the-hobby range and into more of this the uh, actual uh, gameful income, you know, range. But uh, we're not there, but ideally we're on our way. Yeah, that's great. So let's talk about the beginnings. What made you decide to have a podcast? How long ago was that? And how did that come about? Uh, That's a good question. Um, Man, when did I start? I am the type of person, I, I guess I do know, I'm the type of person that 
I've never just been almost, uh, what would you say, a spectator on things. If I can't take part in it, or at least, you know, as you get older, it gets harder. But, you know, whether it was sports, whether it was anything, if I couldn't take part in it, chances are I wasn't really interested in it. So I guess this was a situation where it was no different. And I guess the cruising and the podcasting both kind of related to each other in that the reason I started cruising was because, you know, and you were involved in these discussions too. You had been on a cruise, I think, before I had ever gone on a cruise. And, you know, I like, I always liked vacations. I like little getaways. And I didn't know really much about cruising, but I was running Johnny Utah's in New York City, and we had a uh, staff outing. And the staff outing was at a place called the Frying Pan. It's a very popular place in the warmer months in New York City, and it just happens to be on the Hudson River. Now, in retrospect, if you cruise out of New York City, you'll see the Frying Pan every time you cruise out of there. It's like almost like a old abandoned, looks like a pirate ship, but they turned it into a bar. And what I heard is that it is the largest selling Corona vendor in all of New York State, oh, from wow. what I heard. I don't have the stats to back that up, but... So we went there as a staff outing, and we're hanging out, and my friend, who's manager also at the time, JR, had put in for some vacation time, and he told me he's going on a cruise. Again, I've seen the love boat. I know what a cruise is, but it just wasn't really on my radar. And uh, as we're sitting back there, the drinks are starting to pile up, and we're having fun, and the mood is great, and then all of a sudden, the sun gets eclipsed, and I'm like, It feels like it got a little darker. I turn around and I start hearing some music across the way. And my manager goes, remember when I told you I'm going on vacation? It's one of those. And I look at this 16-story giant monstrosity moving through the Hudson River. And there's people on the top of it dancing. I hear some guy yelling. Now I would later find out that's the cruise director. Yelling, throwing the party. And I'm like what is that? I was like, <laughs> I got to get on that like tomorrow. And wait, you're telling me that thing? And wait, that thing is going to take you to, you're going to be in Puerto Rico in two days on that thing? Sign me up. I was hooked on cruising before I ever took my first cruise. So how about the podcast? So, okay. So that's a great, great, great question. See, as you notice, you've listened to the show. You'll ask me a question and I'll go on some tangent that has yes. nothing to do with question. Yes. So <laughs> when I went on that first cruise, finally, uh, I, I figured, all right, I'll download some audio books or whatever it is. And um, the one I usually I like to, you know, it's either biographical or self-help. I'm not really much of a fiction guy uh, when it comes to reading. So... I uh, download this, and I'm going to say it, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, you may know him now. He was not even that well-known at all back then. It was just 2011, and he put out this book called Crushing It, or Crush It. I think he put a sequel out recently that's similar name, but it was called Crush It, or Crushing It. And his intro, from his intro, he nailed me. He goes, you think you got a bad life? You think you look at all these celebrities? You know how many daddy and mommy issues they have, and you, they they're just as unhappy as you think you are. And I'm like, oh, this guy's this guy's not like the others. So I just listened to his whole book, and it was all about the whole new age of getting to people. Like you don't have to have a TV show anymore. You don't have to get discovered by some producer and have a radio show or get a movie deal. You have direct access to the public now, and. Um, being a creative type of person that really lit a fire in me while I was on that first cruise. Now I'm like, okay, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about the Yankees. 
so my first ever, and you could probably look this up if you guys oh, want to. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, if you want to laugh your gravy. yes, if you want to laugh your ass off, you can go on podcast searches and search Yankees and gravy, and you could find you know some nostalgia. Me talking about the Yankees. Those episodes are about forty-five minutes long each, and uh, there's actually some on YouTube too. I did full episodes on YouTube of Yankees and gravy, just the Gary V formula. Figure out what you love. Put in time doing it, attack it with everything you have, and the money is going to find its way to get there. And that's what I'm kind of still striving towards. So that's why cruising, and that's why the podcast. So wait, so after Yankees and Gravy came ABB. Yeah, that was some time. I was still doing Yankees and Gravy, and then I continued to cruise. And then I started realizing that, you know what, this passion for this here cruising thing is more than the passion I have for the Yankees. And, uh, you know, so I started getting into it. My first idea, too, was to have a travel agency. And the podcast, going with the whole Gary V formula, it was, okay, if you love cruising, start a travel agency. How are you going to fuel that travel agency? Get a podcast. And then I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. You know, Doug Parker. Doug Parker was just a show that cruise radio was a show that I listened to, and I was obsessed with cruising, and I, I just immersed myself in cruising. And I'm like, okay, I want to have a travel agency, and uh, I guess there is a cruise podcast or two out there. And you know, again, nothing like mine is nothing like Doug's. I, I will all agree on that. Uh, but. I figured it was an avenue to do it. Maybe there'd be a couple of ears that would listen. That's all. Yeah, and you're comfortable on the mic from your DJing days. So yes. that was another probably another thing. that Never met a microphone easy. I didn't like, yes. Yeah, okay, good. So I kind of vaguely remember because we've been friends for decades. How did you come up with the name Always Be Booked? Oh, man. Oh. I'm trying to think. I definitely workshopped a couple of different ideas. And I really can't remember what some of the other names were. Uh, yeah, that's another thing I wanted to ask you. Were there other names in play? Do you remember what those were? Like, where did this all come from? Um, no, I, honestly, I'm drawing a blank. I remember living in Orlando, and I remember having a, such a nice apartment set up up there, down there, up there. Where are we? Up there. Up there, we're okay. Down. <laughs> so I remember having such a nice apartment, and... Just, you know, amenities. You get every amenity in the world for 1100 bucks a month. And then I remember we had f- free Starbucks all day. And the, the, the common area was just so nice. The pool. So I remember going to a cabana with my little black book and just birthing this idea and just kind of workshopping names. And um, I'm really trying to... I'm going to... Give me a... Give, give me a couple of days on that. I'm going to actually go and find the book and... Uh, I will come up with some of the, I think they're still written in there, some of the ideas that I have. But the meaning of always be both is I just realized that when I started going on cruises, I just remembered that, uh, you know, how sad I was when I would get off the cruises. And I was thinking also that if I had a cruise booked, I would also be happier and I would also be kind of in the gym. You know what I mean? I'd always be like, all right, well, I got to work out. I got to look as best I can for this cruise. I got to do. So I'm thinking everything about cruising and being booked on a cruise adds positivity to your life. So what should you do? You should probably always be booked. And then that's where that came from. So I just went. And then I'm a fan of the, um, 
you know, just business practice and culture in general. And, you know, there's a saying in sales, always be closing. It's just, it's just, it, 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 it kind of just lends itself to just nonstop and just precise focus you know what i mean always i agree i actually love the name and whether it's a cruise or not being always booked gives you a complete different outlook on life like when you have something to look forward to it's so much different than when you just work and work and every day in and out of workplace back home gym family so it's a it's a great name i personally love it and i live by it i'm always booked i I always have my next vacation lined up paid for and counting back the days so i love the name but if you can find that book i'm really curious yeah. to see i could attest to you too always being booked you are always booked you're also one of those people who do those weird land vacations non-cruising vacations <laughs> uh so but that's all right yeah all right so that's that that was a good story i really like that and how long ago did you start this whole podcast thing it was from? november of 2016 so we're gonna come up on three years you could make the argument that I should be way further alone than I am but mm. it was always like i said it was always a side thing until very very recently so another thing I was thinking is that your listeners say your personality makes the show, you're a t- storyteller. Um, I talk to myself on occasion, but you do it for hours at length when you record. Does it ever feel weird to, to talk to yourself for like three hours, four or five hours at a time? When I'm doing it, it actually does feel weird. Um, I, I, it's not totally bizarre. It's a little bizarre, I think. I listen to some podcasts where they do that and uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I yeah, man, I I'm I'm the oldest of three kids, so it's like I grew up and I'm and I'm a good five years ahead of my sister. So just growing up, I always was like entertaining myself, kinda like I guess I always was a creative person. I would kinda have these stories built up in my mind. I would always like I was a little bit of a writer too in high school and things like that. So my mind is continuously looking at things. I, I'm a stand-up comedy junkie. I think that was probably that probably is like a missed calling of mine. I would love to have done that. You know, I just fascinated with that whole process of how you just workshop uh, 15 minutes of material and 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 and. and I guess what what would it be like? You know, being a fan of it, just kind of like working it and reworking it and just workshopping it through. So I have that whatever you want to call it, that gene that just enables me to just continuously think of things. And I think while we are a lot of the minority in the world, most people are like, who the hell just grabs a microphone and just talks about cruising for three hours every single week? Most people are like, well, yeah, it's a little bit of an oddball trait, but hey. There's a lot of oddballs in this world, and the idea is we all find each other, right? Yeah. Do you ever do you do you ever laugh at yourself? Do you ever like burst out laughing? Because you do make us laugh. Yeah, I yeah. laugh a lot in my car when I listen to your podcast. So, do you have bloopers? Can we ever hear those? Not really bloopers. You, I mean, like I already told you, the one thing I do. First of all, do I make myself laugh? Yes. If you have a funny thought, it's it makes you laugh, so you laugh. So you'll definitely hear me laugh here and there uh, on the show, and those what I love. As far as bloopers, it's just profanity like when i'm trying to <laughs> when i like you i would never let anybody hear what i say when i mess up and i, I maybe one of these days i'll just miss an edit and you will but when i'm trying to do something that i usually when you plan something when i'm planning something and i'm scripting something which is very rare i'll uh, try to put it out there i'll lay it down and then i'll mess it up and i'm usually fine for the first three or four times i mess it up but then after the um Fourth or fifth time, I start throwing a couple of obscenities in there. And then, like, by the seventh or eighth time, 
there's I'm just on full on Tourette's. I'm seeing the most vile, disgusting things that you could possibly think in your mind just to kind of calm myself down a little bit. And yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to release those. No, I would love to hear them, though. Yeah. So besides podcasting, you do book cruises, you create cruise companions, you do ship tours, researching a ton. Which one is your favorite part? My favorite part is definitely the podcast. I like connecting with an audience and just kind of just, um, you know, I was a huge radio fan. I was just, listen, this is another story about my past. My dad was a nut job as far as, you know, he, he, had a, he ran a labor camp around my, around my house when I was a kid. <laughs> I was always mowing lawns. One summer, he had a project for me to, to sand the gutters. I mean, he was right there with me, but, uh, you know, it was just like... Dude, can I can I go out and <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it was it was kinda of certain certain summer days I would much rather be doing other things. But I would have the radio as a kind of a and I'll use the word companion. And I you know, in about what was it? Nineteen ninety, somewhere around there, New York came out with this all-sports radio station called WFAN, and I was obsessed. You guys have heard me talk about throwing a baseball against the wall for hours at a time, and uh, I, I just loved listening to that, and it made the time go so much. Uh, same thing when I delivered newspapers, same thing when I, I always had Howard Stern. I was obsessed with Howard Stern, so I was just always a fan of just the human bot, the human mind expressing its ideas, and as much as I like to talk, I do love to listen just as much. So, yeah, I, I always was comfortable with it. And, you know, that's, that's, I do make myself laugh. And no, it just, it kind of seems, again, we're talking about it, oddballs. Oddball, I don't think is a bad word. We just think a little bit differently than the normal person. And that's definitely what I am. What's your second favorite thing after podcasting, like booking or researching or cruise companions? Oh, okay. On this, like related to what I do? Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean cruising. I mean definitely, but like <laughs> the actual, uh, yeah. the actual yeah. act of cruising. Yeah, well, cruising that's number one. That's actually above podcasting. I should have said that. But uh, I'm kind of excited. This um, August first and second, I'm doing back to back days in Orlando ship tours. Oh, nice! I have the Elation on the first day and Carnival Liberty the next day. So I love that. You know what I mean? Walking around a cruise ship. Anytime you get to step soil, step your foot onto the into the deck of a cruise ship. It's a, that's a good day for me. That's you know? pretty cool. You're going to have a lot of fun doing that. Yes. It's in yes. a week or so. Are there any stressful aspects of your job? Oh, yeah. I mean, really, by comparison to the regular world, no, absolutely not. There's a lot, you know, this is the escapism. Cruising is an escapism. My show, everything, it's all about escaping from all the, uh, you know, whether, you know, whether there's Russian collusion going on or whether there's, uh, you know, a meteor's headed towards the earth or whether, do we ever find out if we're storming Area 51 or not? I don't know. So funny. Oh, my God. The internet's blowing up with the memes. I cry laughing. Did you see Bud Light is making like a beer for it? No, I did not. So are, are they? For real? Yeah, they're making a beer about storming Area 51. I saw, I got an invite, Facebook invite to a tailgate party oh. for the uh, storming. And they made very clear, make it very clear, we are not storming. We are tailgating and watching the storming of Area 51 in the desert tailgating party. Yeah. Um, yeah no, so... Um, so what's the stressful part, if any? Uh, just like I said, when I try to plan so much uh, and then I try to put out content that I'm trying to script and go a certain way, and when it's, I'm having trouble with that, um, the research aspect of it isn't my favorite. I don't love going through the cruise news and then because what i do the process for the cruise news 
19 times out of 20. If I'm in a rush and I want to get an episode out, I'll just read the damn story that I'm reading. And then I'll usually tell you when I'm doing that. But if I don't tell you I'm doing that, I'm writing the story. So I'm going into three, four, five different you know areas of cruise news and I'm getting the information and I'm just kind of like putting it in my own words the who, what, when, where, why, and I'm putting it back out there to you how I would say it. Yes, I am reading, but I it's reading my own words. Um, so that's not the funnest part of it. And then the stressful part of it that's get that I'm getting used to is the travel agency part of it. I, I it was crazy in the beginning. Like there's only one way you're gonna learn how to do this stuff. There's no class. I was trying to find like classes or somebody who could teach me and mentor me. And I'm sure that's probably, you know, possibility out there but you know who knows who that person is are they going to charge you this and that so the only really way to do it is to do it you know what i mean and when you do it in the beginning it's like oh wait there's different category codes there's different rate codes there's different ways every single uh every different vendor every cruise line has different ways to go about it and the way princess cruises their booking process is different from royal caribbeans versus cunards versus disney and yeah that stuff you know you're trying to do it while you're booking and you're trying to seem knowledgeable for people. I feel way, way better about it now. I'm by no means like 100% where I need to be, but I feel way better doing now. But in, in the beginning, that was a little stressful. Does it ever stress you out when you promise us an episode and it's not coming out the day they promised it, it See, was going to come you, out? Because it stresses me out. <laughs> you're bringing up old stuff. Come I'm on. waiting for it every single day for my drive. I need the episode. It's coming. It's coming. It's well, that's coming. one thing that, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. In a little while, I think, based on your line of questioning that you um, gave me a little bit of a sneak preview towards, but not the whole thing. I'll bring that up, but yeah, uh, that's one of my, uh, if you want to analyze my podcasting, yeah. I mean, first of all, yes, when I had, I can't make apology, I can't apologize for having to make a living. So I was doing that for a while and the podcast was second fiddle. So in that regard, frequency of episodes, believe me, guys, if you think I wouldn't rather be sitting here talking, cruising with you guys in a microphone, and you think I'd rather be doing, if you think I'd rather be checking on dissatisfied customers and seeing how their, um, you know, how their, how their, how their Caesar salad is and, and waiting on them hand and foot, if you think I wouldn't rather be podcasting, you're ready in mind. So that's that. But there's one thing that I am wrong for 100% is that. I need to be consistent. There needs to be a certain date that this stuff comes out that you know it's going to be there. Like, again, cruise radio. I know you guys probably get sick of me talking about cruise radio, but it is the gold standard. It's just, it's just Doug and, and cruise radio. Just they, What it is is just a model of consistency, a model of professionalism. And yes, I know that on Thursday morning, I'm going to wake up to a cruise radio episode. I don't give that to you. You know what I mean? And that's definitely something I have to start doing. All right, we'll give you a pass until this becomes an actual full-time source of income. We'll give you a pass. Could be worse. Could be the crude dues that'll you know give you an hour and a half every four weeks or so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you have a very active Facebook page, the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge, which now has about eight hundred and fifteen members. What do you like? Eight hundred and twenty. Excuse me. When yeah. I did my research, it was eight fifteen. Okay. So we gained five in a yes. day. Uh, what do you like the most about that? That's one of the things that I'm most proud of. Shout out to Emma. Emma Cruises for Cruising Isn't Just for Old People. She sent me a DM. She slid into my DMs a couple of weeks back, which is, I'm just kidding. We slide into each other's DMs all the time. Shout out to Emma. Uh, she, she's, I, continually, I continue my fascination with Yorkshire pudding. 
Oh, that's so funny. And it's mostly because the way she says it. I know. Can you try it? Can no, you say the I, me with Yorkshire Eastern. pudding. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I got to just the way she says it. I got to try it. Yeah, I have an Eastern European accent. I can't even yeah. come close. So now last week, she's been sending me pictures of Yorkshire pudding all over the place and just making me hungry. But shout out to her because she sent me a DM a couple of... Um, maybe a month or so, a couple months ago, maybe. And she said, I have to say something to you. She's like, I put stuff out there and there's so many Facebooks across, you know, the space with so many different members, 3,000, 5,000. You don't have that many members, but your following and your members are always the most active out of all the ones that kind of I, I deal with. And I was like, that that's what I'm kind of most proud of. You know what I mean? We're interactive. It's It's the show. It's the cruises, but it's also, as much as anything, the community. Absolutely. It's an amazing community. Yeah. I really like it. I spend a lot of time in the lounge. I mean, there's a couple of weirdos out there. I mean, there's, but that's fine. You there's know what I mean? weirdos all, everywhere. Yes. Sitting right so here in this room, So recently you added the word ultra to your lounge. What makes it ultra? What's the ultra? Speaking of weirdos, that's just me. Like, <laughs> uh, so the ultra... The, I always laughed. It's just pure, just for, because it made me laugh. It made me, the word ultra makes me laugh because everybody wants to add the word ultra to things to make them sound cooler. Like, um, you name a bar, like, let's just say Shooters Cafe and Ultra Lounge. Like, what do you mean Ultra Lounge? It's a lounge. I want the tour. I want you to walk me around this lounge and tell me, show me what features make it ultra. What's, where's the ultra? And I thought it was funny. I'm like, you know what? We're not just the cruises lounge anymore. Now we're the ultra lounge. Okay. It's just come me. It's just just it made me laugh. So that's why I added. Again, we're talking about oddballs and weirdos, and uh, you know, it just yeah. made pure comedic value for me. Good. So always be both cruisers, cruisers ultra, ultra lounge. lounge. It is. Yes. All right. So you made up a so lot. I do. Of I make things harder to say when they should be easier to say. But yes, yeah. exactly, especially for me. Yeah. So there are a lot of words that you actually started using and became a dictionary of the ABB, such as super cones and cones and pockets and all that. And I can't, I can't look at a traffic cone the same way anymore like i used to now if i see a traffic cone it automatically reminds me of you when i see the hot pockets commercial on tv <laughs> it reminds me of you your cones really do love those tommyisms you came up with and i actually had a few people email me in their questions which we're going to get to in a little bit when are you going to come up with a dictionary where the newcomers and the new listeners are going to be immediately aware of what these words mean can't do that Maybe one of your cones should put one together. Nah, you listen. First of all, we're not that big yet at all. But second of all, you know, people ask, oh, what, what's a pocket? What's, what does uh, Green Cup Monday mean? What is it? Th- I don't, I'm not going to spoon feed you the information. This is like a rite of passage. You know what I mean? When you're in the mix, when you're a part of the lounge, the ultra lounge, and you're part of the a listening community, this stuff just starts to get on you. You know what I mean? You start, it starts to become part of the vernacular and you understand it and you know it. You know, it's not for me to just, you know, somebody walks in, just listen to their second episode and I'm going to tell them exactly what a cone is. No, 
Earn your way in. Earn it. True. I have a funny story for you. On Friday, one of my coworkers went on a cruise out of Miami on the Norwegian Sky. Yeah. Unlimited booze and all that. He does not listen to your podcast, but he knows about it because I talk about it a lot and I make him listen to segments. He was running around the office all day saying, I'm going to be a cone tomorrow. I'm going to be a cone tomorrow. <laughs> and he doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't even listen to the podcast, but he now knows that being a cone means he's going on a cruise and he's going to be a cone. Wait, so. did you say it's his first cruise? No. Second. Okay, second. Okay, second yeah. cruise. But he was running around the office saying, I'm going to be a cone tomorrow. I thought that was hilarious. Hey, listen, I didn't make up the word cone, and uh, but I certainly did run with it. And congratulations on your, on your buddy. Going to be a cone. I oh, wish I was a cone tomorrow. he's an official cone. Actually, currently, he's coning. Really? Yes, he's coming back tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. So you had some pretty cool guests on your podcast, and um, I picked a few names out, like Juliana, Nick, Stu, Chris, Emma, Sony, Kay, Mike, Carlos, John Starr, Super Mario, Dan, the cruise director, Doc Parker from Cruise Radio, Sherry from Cruise Tips TV. These are pretty cool names, some of them. Some of them are just your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, which interview comes to mind first as a memorable one and why? Oh, which interview? Um... All right, listen, so first of all, all the creators and influencers, I hate, I, they still haven't come up with a word that I like that describes us. Bloggers, I hate. Creators, I hate. What are we, what are we, God creating? Uh, influencers, no, I don't like any of those words, so I'm still waiting for them to come up with the right all-encompassing word that describes what we do. But the, you just named a bunch of them. Juliana was great because I just kind of discovered her quick while I was researching for a cruise. Uh, and she's just, man, she's just a natural. Sherry, I mean, do you let me just talk. Can I just talk about each one of them and what I like yeah, about sure, them first? Because ahead. the answer is none of them. Yeah. Um, Sherry, when you talk about Sherry from Cruise Tips TV and how she gets the family involved and, man, you want to talk about just slick and clean broadcasting the set the she clearly i mean i don't want to see what goes on behind the scenes because i have this vision of sherry from cruise tips tv just being like a total diva and just ordering people around (laughs) not because she comes off that way only because it's so perfect and only because it just it's so clean and i I have so much respect for it i mean the cruise dudes they're a bunch of whack jobs they just turn on a microphone and see what happens and there's nothing wrong with that they're one of the pioneers of the game but uh they crack you up um um, Matt Hodgeberg from Royal Caribbean. Now, he did something that's a little bit different, too. He's, when you want to talk about creating a community, that's the guy. He created this Royal Caribbean. He went on a laser focus thing. And I often mention him because people say to me, Tommy, why do you just do the Caribbean? Why do you just do the big three? I'm like, because that's what I know. You yell at Matt Hodgeberg because he created a freaking empire based on just one cruise line. Literally Royal Caribbean is this whole thing. If you go on Matt's show and try to talk Norwegian, he's going to smack you in the mouth. <laughs> but it, it's it's the way. So talking about creating a community, that's what he nailed. And then, yeah, to me, Doug is the gold standard because Doug just Doug is the guy who's, you know, if I could speak freely, Doug is just the guy who's, who's doing it. Doug is the guy who puts on the freaking cruise radio shirt and goes to work every day making a living doing just it. No side jobs, no side gigs, no restaurant. He actually goes to work, walks the walk, talks the talk, and puts out good information like if if you hear it on cruise radio if he reports it on his website if he says it on his show trust that it's been researched it's been vetted in out 
back around forward and uh you know and again he he makes a living doing that he's not you know delivering newspapers overnight on the side this is what he does so all those people and having them on their show has been such a pleasure and shout out to tony and uh the defunct cruise geeks there was a great show it's not going to be around anymore but you know that sucks shout out to matt from cruise geeks and um tony who does a great job and his wife with lalita loco they're, they're, they're great too I think there's a, a couple others out there that necessarily are on my radar, not as much on my radar, but still probably, you know, either on the way up or just as good right now. But the interview that sticks out with me the most, I'm going to sh- give a shout out to my buddy, Mike, Mike from the NYPD. Uh, we talked about the ins and he's coming back, by the way. Oh, good. Uh, we talked about the ins and outs of a swingers cruise, and uh, he did a great job and really took us on board the a chartered swingers cruise and that was you asked me what was the most memorable that was the most memorable okay that's awesome yeah um i have a cliche question for you too actually two of them world peace where do you see yourself in three years in abb parameters all right so uh good question i don't know i can't answer it um, I guess I will say this, and then this will be on the negative side, and I'm only going to say this once. I'm not going to repeat this because uh, it doesn't; it's not productive to. But I've been thinking the last few days or so, and you know, where is this thing going? And I'm so happy that I'm giving it this full time try right now. Now I take a look at it, and as fun as this was, as fun as this is, and continues to be. I am absolutely going to have to take another look, and I'm thinking six-month range. All things, you know, come to an end, no matter what. It is what it is. And again, beyond saying this this one time, I'm not going to think about it because the easiest way to not make something happen is to fuel the possibility of it might not happen. Yeah, don't put that out in the universe. Right, Right, exactly. So after that, just answering your question... I'm, you know, we're going to find out in six months if this thing's going to happen or not. And in six months, I'm going to reevaluate, and then it's going to be either a thing where you continue to march forward and continue to grow it because enough signs have shown you that it is worth it, or it's going to be something that was great, was celebrated, was awesome, was enjoyable while it lasted, but it's time to freaking move on because this, there comes a time when you, you, know, you find you're spinning your wheels. Here's what I'll say about Always Be Both Right Now and my evaluation on it. I think it's something that, and I'm where what I'm proud of is that we have a very very um, enthusiastic following. You know what I'm saying? The following is very enthusiastic, but I think it is very niche still. So I've definitely, and this is kind of an appropriate time to say this, not to say it, but to kind of evaluate and look at it and be retrospective about it. I definitely have put some things on paper that are going to change about the show and the way the show goes because it's going to be a little bit more geared towards mass market and mass, you know, mass. That's going to be disappointing to some of you. And I get that. I'm still going to be me. I am me. I always will be me. I don't know how to be anything other than me, but you're going to see things where, uh, you know, it's going to be geared a little bit more towards trying to get the masses because under the, uh, at the end of the day, we could have all the fun we want in the world. What it's going to happen is it's going to be remain a hobby. It's going to stay a hobby. If I don't make a couple of adjustments and make it so where, you know, it does frustrate me, me a little bit. Not frustrate me. It does, well, still being clear and honest with you, it disappoints me a little bit when you see, you know, somebody burst onto the scene and within eight months 
They're at 5,000 Instagram followers. They have 100,000 YouTube views for every video they put out. They have. A, I'm sitting here. I got 800 members in a, in a, in a Facebook group. I got 600 freaking subscribers on YouTube. Uh, granted, we're making a lot of noise. The cones out there, love you guys. You guys are making a lot of noise. But if this is going to be something that's sustainable from an income standpoint where I don't have to worry about other people's chicken fingers anymore, <laughs> then I am going to have to make a couple of adjustments. And I'm going to make those adjustments and I'm going to go hard at it. And we're going to reevaluate in six months. And that's all I'll say. I'm sure we're going to go forward. I'm sure it's going to work out. I'm sure that we're going to do what we got to do. But I do have to be honest with myself. That's all I'll say about yeah. that. But what you put out in the universe, that's what's coming to you. So I like that. I yes. like what you said. If there was a dream world, where do you see yourself in in three years in a dream world? Like, it, what would be ideal? What is your scenario that would make you absolutely happy? Uh, I don't even put uh, a, a number on that, uh, 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 you know. In three years, I would love to have a couple of employees. I would love to have a co-host. I would love to have a, um, a, a somebody who kind of helps me with the production of the media. I would love to have somebody that helps me with the back end of the travel agency and somebody that helps me with the website and things like that. And just putting out good cruise content out there, 100%, and sending people on great vacations. Awesome. And all I would hope to do would be able to be earning a comfortable living. That's the best I could say. Awesome. I'm not going to put a dollar amount a year I want to make. I'm not going to put a number of subscribers I'm, I'm going to make. That's all I would want to do. Yeah, just have a comfortable living off yeah. of this. That's that's pretty that's pretty um, achievable. I hope so. Yeah. So the group cruise is coming in January, and that's going to be the first ABB family experience. Um, I know you don't have expectations from cruises and you go into it with like an open mind, but do you have any kind of expectations from that? How do you think it's going to go? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm worried about some people, not really worried about anybody. I think everybody knows what they're getting. They listen to the show. They know what to expect with a cruise with the likes of me. The beauty of it is you can hang out with me as much or as little as you want. If, uh, okay, Tommy, you know, this is fun. But, ooh, what time is it? Midnight time? He's starting to get a little weird now. You know what? Maybe I'll go get a slice of pizza and call it a night. They have every right to do that. So I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fine. I think so, too. Like, even when we went on a cruise, it was fine. When you wanted to go gamble, I went and watched a show and yes. whatnot. Like, people who don't want to partake in any kind of crazy episode, they can just break away and do their own thing. If that's they want different, to partake, though. they will see the that's that's different because me and you were going on a cruise and I know how you roll. So it just wasn't going to be a drinking cruise. I didn't get the drink package. It wasn't going to get crazy. So I did. I'm telling you right now, this cruise is going to get, it's going to get weird. It's going to get fun. You're going to see Chris doing things that, okay, well, you know, that's not necessarily my speed. Uh, and you know, sometimes I'm going to be in the mix with that. Then I'm going to be sometimes, oh yeah, Chris is taking it a little too far. Nicole's going to be there. We're going to have fun. It's going to, it's going to be a good time. I'm so pumped that Matt and Thelma are going to be on this cruise. I'm pumped up about that. Uh, and everybody else, everybody else that's coming on as well. I can't wait to hear the stories. I really can't wait. Are you ready for your fan questions? I think so. I mean, I'm ready as I'll ever be. All right. Thank you, everybody, for sending these in. Huge help. And uh, we're ready to go. I'm not going to name names because I don't know who wants to have their name um, added to this. So we're just going to go with the questions. But thanks again, everyone. You all did great. Um, number one, what is your dream cruise and why? 
what is my dream cruise and why? It's very, very difficult. I can't answer it. I, can't, I don't know what my dream cruise is because they all have just given me something beautiful and they've all taught me something else I like about cruising. So it's hard for me to say that I know definitively what my favorite cruise is. All I can say is if I had to dis- describe it right now from what I know, it would be someplace, some, someplace that stopped in St. Thomas, definitely. It would be a mid-sized ship with a fun cruise director and an aft pool, good steak, stand-up comedy, and uh, a fun nightclub. How many days? Oh, length of uh, eight days, definitely. Okay. Eight days. Next question. What is your dream trip, not cruise-related? That's a good question. Uh, My dream trip, not cruise-related, would be to go to Nashville. I want to definitely go to Nashville and experience that and the country music, everything like that, and just kind of walking up and down, whatever it is, 16th Avenue or Broadway, whatever it is. I want to have the uh, the the Hattie B's chicken. The uh, I want to have, I want to do all that stuff. I want to really, really experience Nashville. You would love it. I've recently been on a business trip, but you are, weren't you? It's more you than me for sure. Uh, next question: Where in the U.S. would you like to visit? Where you have not visited yet. Well, I guess you just answered that. No, I have another one. Okay, go for it. I always wanted to uh, go to San Francisco. My grandfather uh, did was was in Korea. He served time in Korea. And when he left Korea, he went to San Francisco. And my grandfather, I was kind of obsessed with. He was uh, just a guy who just, just had so much fun around. And I always would love when my grandpa would come by, Grandpa Siragusa. And I really, really just had so much admiration. He would take me on little trips and this and that. And he, during his time in San Francisco after the war, he spent he, he spent time there and really became obsessed with it. And he brought a lot of that culture back to me. So like when I was a young kid, my favorite football team was the San Francisco 49ers. Reason for that was because my grandfather came showed up to my house one day with one of those bar mirrors that had the uh, painted on whatever painted on design, but it was a paint a painting of Joe Montana throwing a football over the Golden Gate Bridge with the mountains and everything and the Great Bay in the background and it was like golden it was like the colors of just like gold and red and i was obsessed i was like i want to be that guy i want to go to that place and he would always sing and we would sing it together a little cheesy cheesy spot here uh uh i left my heart in san francisco by uh, i think it was uh tony bennett and he we would he would just sing that to me cuz he was just clearly was obsessed with san francisco and the culture there and uh, he would sing that, and I left my heart in San Francisco where little cable cars climb halfway through the stars. So I always kind of wanted to go to San Francisco. All right. Next question. Shag, Mary kill. Shag, is that what they're calling it now? Well, it was, F, Mary it was kill. the like, F word in you the say email. F, I changed it. F, Mary kill. Okay, F, Mary Shag, kill. We, it was F in the email. I changed it to be a little bit what more What are we in like uh, the PG. UK over here? We're shagging Austin Powers? <laughs> All right, I'm giving you three cruises. So here we go: Carnival Paradise, Norwegian Escape, Carnival Splendor. Oh wow! All right, so F, I'm going with the Paradise because that one's like the dirty whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You can laugh. <laughs> Beatrix is laughing off mic. It's okay. Hysterical. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm kind of kidding. I'm kind of not. She's just. You're allowed to laugh. Why? Why? First of all, it's not that funny. Second of all, you're allowed to laugh into the microphone. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the paradise. Yeah. Not that she, you know. It's just a little, a little, a little bit more of like the fun. A little bit more of just the fun. Uh, kill. Oh, jeez. So now you're talking about. I gotta kill the escape. And I and I know that's crazy because you're gonna you're gonna say to me. Tommy, you said the escape's your favorite cruise ship. You know, I think I might have went back and forth a little bit on that. I love the escape, and it is probably one of, if not my favorite cruise ship I've ever been on. But there's a special place in my heart for the Carnival Splendor. I think I even alluded to it on one of the previous shows that it may have recaptured. You know, it recaptured the top ranking spot on my favorite cruise ships because it just it did so much and people say you know what uh, what is it about the, it's the only ship in its class uh and I, if i'm going to marry you i want you to be unique so that's definitely something that to the feather in the cap of the splendor i'm going to continue on with the splendor on another show but not that i haven't spoken enough about the splendor so that would leave kill to the escape but then i'm thinking f the paradise I don't know. That's kind of like a very close tie because, you know, I've never been the supermodel type. I've never wanted, not that I can run around and have my choice of supermodels nowadays or ever in life, but I've always wanted to, I've always been more attracted to the, to the girl who has a little bit more unique characteristics, something that you could latch onto something. I never, those Instagram girls that just, you know, just are ultra over the top, beautiful, that just look like every other beautiful girl. Ultra. Yeah. Ultra, ultra. They don't always do it for me. I, I definitely like the fun. The more little, you know, there's some flaws there. But you know what? There's just as much to make up for those flaws. There's just as much endearing qualities about, you know, the the the, the, the person, the girl, the ship, whatever we're talking about here. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the paradise. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to F the paradise. I'm going to marry the splendor. And I got a feeling that the splendor and the paradise would be okay with each other. They they let me they let they would they might even be all right with a three way. <laughs> oh God! And uh and and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kill the the escape as crazy enough as that is. All right, next question. We're we're diving deep here. Have you closed a deal with a cruise pocket? Share with us the tactics oh, used. We already know buying her water won't work. Yeah, no, the water deal wasn't good. It's crazy because I feel like. I'm different now than when I first started cruising. I think about that too because I feel like I came on the scene as like this guy. My my goal was to be to show the dark side of cruising, not the dark side, but just like the more let's just say. First of all, these cruise these cruise people on the ship they're they're darker than all of us combined. The people who work on the ships they're out of the, they're out of control. I did finally get to little tangent here. I did finally people were recommending this behind the crew door podcast have you seen that in the in the lounge no people have been recommending that and um i finally checked it out last night and put it on and yeah they even talk about it they talk about this this woman who's on there i don't even know her name yet i will i'm gonna listen just listen to a few minutes of it the first episode i put on she's already talking about banging one of her co-workers and uh i'm just like wow so this is this is definitely a thing so so they were talking about the crew bar and she was talking about how uh you know, of course, they work at sea. They, you know, there's nothing else to do, and they bang each other. That's what they do. But uh, so the question is, 
have you closed the deal with the cruise? Oh, party? but what I was saying first was that when I came on the scene, I was more of like that was my I was advocating that just going after pockets and chasing them around and trying to just you know turn a cruise ship into an absolute party. Now, I don't know. It's weird. So first, I was already on the tail end of that when I started it. And now I feel like even in the last three years, I've changed a little bit more. I don't necessarily do that anymore. I don't necessarily, even from three years ago, I feel like when I get on a ship, it's not as much always about that. I'm always, you know, I'm never going to, you know, be like, you know what, if that's a possibility, let's let's do it. But I, I guess I'll answer the question just to know. Um, of course. Yes, I have. Okay. And uh, it's... Uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting um process on how that happens. They want to know the tactics used. The tactics used? Mhm. Uh, one pocket. I don't know there's no real tactics. Tactics is the same tactics on land. One one pocket. One time me and Nick went out. We got absolutely destroyed. This might have been Green Cup Monday. I'm not sure if it was or not, but it was that same cruise. Nick gets so absolutely hammered he orders room service i wasn't back at the room yet he orders room service i go back to the room i get to our room and there's nothing but broken plates outside of our door and the door is deadbolted locked so i can't get in with my cruise card so i'm like what do i do so i go to guest services and i uh i i tell them i need a security key to get me in so then i go down there and while I'm waiting for security, I see two girls just sitting on a couch. You know those couches that are near guest services, those common areas where you sit around. And I'm hammered at this point. I don't know if I would have done this sober. But I rolled over to them and I was just like, hey, ladies, what's going on here? And I just sat down and started talking to them. And they're like, well, we're getting into Orlando in a day. So this was like those, you know, out of New York, two days you're in Orlando. And uh, we just want to be up to see land because we haven't seen land in so long. They had been drinking all night too, whatever. And I'm like, oh, what a cool idea. Meanwhile, I'm like, what the hell? Why? 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 But I was like, oh, what a cool idea. So we ended up hitting it off. I was talking to the two or three of them, uh, two of them, three of us total. The security guy comes over. He's like, I got got this guy. I could let you in your room. So after about 15 minutes of talking to the girls, the security comes. I go, and he lets me in the room. So now I'm in the room. Nick is sleeping. I'm drunk. And I'm like, well... What am I doing in the room? So I went back to the girls and sat down again. When that happened, you you know you guys you know when this happens. You're sitting there, you're talking to them. One of them says, "Oh well, I'm beat. I gotta go." So you know clearly that's been discussed, and you know clearly that if there was anything that it wasn't a possible pocket situation, the both of them would have went. But one of them stayed. And then, yeah, we stayed. We hung out. And then we um, went into the top deck. And then uh, one of those nights, she ended up on the balcony. Yeah. Oh, okay. That will be another question, I think. It's coming up. But before that, a couple of people want to know about Holly. Is she a member of the lounge? And um, is there any contact? No, there's no contact. You guys heard the story. There's not going to be contact. There was no contact. And there shouldn't be contact. We had a nice little fun night. We enjoyed ourselves, and uh, you know, it, it was a good time. And I would not, 
I, I would not seek her the next day. We didn't. If we, what are you asking? If if it was a full, if it was a um, if it was a home run, no, we didn't go home run style. But we did have a nice time. And what I will say is that I did avoid her the entire day and the next day of the ship because she was cruising with a big group. I was cruising solo. I made the decision that I would like to just kind of leave it where it was. So no, she's not in the lounge. She doesn't know that there is a lounge, and uh, she's not gonna. Okay. So back to professionalism. You have a Patreon following. Have you considered having a private Facebook group just for super cones? This works well with other Patreon content providers such as Royal Caribbean Blog. That's a good idea. I haven't considered that. Um, I would have to kind of listen to that and hear a little bit more about uh, why, what the good, bad, and the indifferent is about that and why, what the advantages are to having that. I'm not trying to be exclusive i'm not trying to exclude regular cones from super condom I, I want people to feel like you know what if you really want more in the podcast you can get that or if you really want to support the podcast you can get that with patreon i'm not looking to take more away from the regular cones because that also makes more work too because now you got to make decisions like all right i'm posting this here am i posting it in the other place do i post oh, i got this good piece of content do i give that to the cones or do i just make it exclusive for the super cones i don't want to get into that you know who when where and why so i don't know it's possible but it's something i'll think about definitely Okay, next question. Who is your host agency and have you considered franchising so that you can keep a higher commission cut? Uh, I don't know what franchising means. To, con- to I know there's levels. Uh, you know, when you talk about higher commission cut, the uh, how that works is you just pay more. If you want to get a better commission cut, you you pay more a month. So I am at like a little bit of a mid-low. No, I'm actually at this. I'm at the 70% commission level, which means I don't pay a lot to have the travel agency. And that's ideal for me because I'm still getting up and going. Now, if you're a seasoned travel agent and you have multiple inquiries coming in each day, you know you're going to sell a certain amount. Yes, it makes sense to pay the whatever it is, $400 a month, and you keep all your commission. But I'm not at that level. But I don't know what franchising has to do with that. I'm not sure what that means as far as but I just know that if you want more of a commission you pay more a month but um my host agency is travel quest aka travel leaders i guess i'm told when you know the uh i quote a book cruises and uh that's that's pretty much it so travel travel and i got by the way that was uh helpfully recommended by doug parker he hooked me up with them he has a relationship with them and uh i've been with them ever since i started Next question, which we kind of covered a little while ago, but I'm going to read it because it was sent to me and I thank them for that. Is there a published dictionary available for the newcomer so they know what a cone, super cone, pocket, and so forth are? A navigation guide for the galaxy of ABB community, if you will. I get it, but others may not. No, it's there's not. You just got to keep listening. Or if you want to dig in the lounge and other cruise cruise uh, ultra lounge members want to answer you, that's fine. If other cones want to give you that information, but again, I think it's probably not best to just spoon feed all that information. Get into it. Earn you earn your way in and kind of learn as you go. Yep. Somebody else also said, tell him is uh, they're still waiting for his book of Tommyisms to come out. Same, so a same lot thing. of people. Yeah, a lot of people asked about this. All right. Next question. Um, how long would Tommy last on a Disney cruise before he either jumps off or they throw him off? Listen, I came on the scene, like I said, as a crazy cruiser. Nick 
and Chris. That's the key. Nick and Chris, if you cruise with them, it's going to be a zoo. And as of late, Chris's cousin Jonathan started joining us. Even Nicole. Nicole's crazy. Sony, out of her freaking mind. (laughs) But as we kind of continue on and people get older and people get significant others and things like that, the cruise atmosphere calms down a little bit. Do not get it twisted. There's no... I mean, at least two, three nights of cruise, there's going to get like, let's just call them shenanigans. Shenanigans are going to happen. But uh, I am not under the, uh, like when we, me and you went on a cruise, I was perfectly fine, right? Yeah. Would I have gotten kicked off a Disney cruise? No. When I sit there with you on that cruise and we went to that Italian restaurant and it's very, very nice and you hear the music and the birds chirping that it's piped through, the sound is piped through and then all of a sudden, you know, you see the string band emerge and they're playing just the string quartet and then you see the bushes and the trees and it's like, and then I just imagine Nick in his freaking Nick's Carmelo Anthony sleeveless shirt <laughs> rolling through with his green cup screaming drunk. I'm like, oh, this would not work on this ship. (laughs) So I'm just like, you know, there's definitely different cruise hats you wear. So the answer to that question is I would absolutely be fine on a Disney cruise. I would love to take a Disney cruise to experience what everybody's talking about, this next level of service. Yes, I probably would get bored a few nights in. Adults, like, I think, you know, my buddy Dan, you guys heard that experience off the Panama Canal. It works for him because he's into the Star Wars and the characters and the Marvel and things like that. I think the Disney cruises would probably get a little boring for me after a while. I'd love being at sea, so I wouldn't complain about it, but I don't care how much good service you're giving me. Uh, There's no crazy, wacky nightclub deck parties. There's no casino. There's on these lots freaking of things. kids running around screaming. Yeah, but I heard they do a pretty good job of like, you know, if you are an adult, like you can still have a good time on a Disney cruise. And the other thing is, I'm just not a Disney guy. Like there's adults too that just don't have kids or have kids or the kids have moved out. They still love Disney. They just still in go general. to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yes, yeah. And I Harry never Potter people. Exactly. Yeah, no problem with that. Any of those people, but that's not me, I'll say. Next question. As a new listener to the podcast, please ask Tommy to explain what Green Cup Monday is. Okay. Uh, I'll give you Green Cup Monday. I'm sure a lot of you do know, but uh, we could talk about it. Uh, One morning on Monday, it was the first sea day of our cruise, me and Nick. And uh, Nick woke up. We had a rough night the night before. First day, worst day scenario. So first day, worst day. You get kind of banged out on the first day. But we wake up and it's about one in the afternoon and uh nick goes well i'm gonna start drinking again so nick starts drinking and i was like all right i'm not gonna drink so i'm like this is the day i'm gonna take off uh that wasn't an option going in the direction that i saw nick going in not drinking that day and still being able to deal with nick was not an option so i started drinking too so I see Nick, we're on the Lido deck, we made a couple of friends, we're sitting by the pool, people are talking about how much they ate last night, we started developing this little crew, and then Nick said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Nick comes back from the bathroom with every single, uh, what'd you say, those those Tupperware style cups, those uh, nylon polymer cups, whatever they call them, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, he comes out with all of them from the buffet. <laughs> And starts handing them out. And what was he wearing? He was wearing his Teen Wolf jersey that he had a Teen Wolf uh, <laughs> sleeveless basketball jersey. If you're familiar with the movie, the movie Teen Wolf, where he was 
he had that on and nick is a nick is a plump fellow so he's just a jolly fun guy and he just starts handing out cups to everybody on the lido deck and ordering them to put their drink that they're holding into this green cup with the most serious look on his face say hey hey did you know it's green cup monday let's go green cup let's go here we go so before you know it everybody on the lido deck had their drink in a green cup and that was because nick went and got all the cups from the buffet and brought them out and now everybody had a green cup and it was green cup monday oh there you go there's your story all right we're going back to the sex questions Uh oh have you ever had sex on a balcony of a cruise ship oh my gosh yeah i did i mean at one time <laughs> the balcony is key for that because if you're cruising with two people you're obviously in the same room it's almost like if you're jersey shore fans out there you got the smush room um <laughs> the balcony so that that worked <laughs> I, ju- I just remembered the whole jersey shore uh, series yeah so I forgot about them yeah one of them out there was out of control one of them we had one of them out there and she we i could always say we it was just me but i had one of them out there and uh it was up against the balcony and she literally i guess you know just trying to get everybody's trying to get comfortable and she literally i she makes a maneuver where she puts both of her hands on the railing of the balcony and makes a motion to lift herself up so that she could be sitting on the balcony i was like are you I know I'm wrecked too, but I'm like, are you out of your mind? Oh, no, that didn't happen. So it was just, yeah, that was a wild one. All right, same same topic. Have you ever watched someone have sex on a balcony of a cruise ship? No, I have not. Um, I don't even know why that question would come up. I'm thinking, are you thinking maybe am I seeing like from a balcony below or something like that? Uh, no, no, I haven't witnessed anything sex related on a cruise ship. One time I was cruising with Stu and we had gotten separated and um he was uh I went into the room and I didn't know he was already in the room he had a girl on the balcony and the curtain was open and I'm in the room and she's giving him a reverse cowgirl lap dance on the balcony and then I immediately left the room and gave them their privacy but that's the closest I've come to seeing anything weird on the happen on the balcony all right, we're reverting back to professional questions. We're all over the map. We didn't group these together, did we at all? I we're taking them as they I come, just, huh? I just copied them, pasted them as they were coming in. So no, I did not group them. All right, back to being professionals here. Tommy, when you visit New York to see friends and family, how about holding a meetup in Manhattan for those of us who can get there? I'm always looking for an excuse to visit New York City for a day or two. Uh, yeah, I'm down with that, definitely. I mean, I don't think we'll have the biggest turnout. I wonder how many cones are in the tri-state area. Well, that's what she's saying. She's saying yeah. she would like the, or he would have like the ability to go there. This was a she. She. She would like the ability to go to New York and use that as an excuse. So I don't necessarily, they were even thinking it would need to be locals. But uh, every once in a while, I'll have, um, there's a gentleman that came in the Irish exit one time. and uh, Oh, from the UN. Is that the guy from the UN who said that he was listening to your podcast and he, uh, because you said that you work at the Irish Exit, he decided yeah, I don't know to if, come did to Did I say visit. UN? Did yeah, I say he the worked UN? at the UN. You Maybe that was that. the UN, yeah, but it was just interesting because there was a bartender that was standing there watching, like, it was a dead night. The Yankees were on and I was watching the Yankees and Bar Irish Exit is just a bar, just a kind of like a very comfortable, cool little bar. Shout out to uh, Marty and Dwayne. 
they came by the Irish exit, and then we cruised with them on the uh, Navigator. The last cruise on the Navigator had a great time catching up with Doug and everybody. But um, I'm sitting at the Irish exit, and there's maybe like six or seven people there. It's a Monday night. It's after 9 o'clock, I think it was. And I'm just standing with one foot on the speaker watching the Yankee game. I believe it was the playoffs because it was a big game because I just remember I was watching. I was intent, intense on watching it. And uh, the bartender's standing there. She's got nothing really going on. She's helping a customer every once in a while, but then she's, like, standing there. And it was just her her reaction was the funniest because a, a customer was there. He had a Guinness. You might be listening right now, uh, you know, possibly. How you doing, sir? And I do apologize <laughs> if I forgot your name. And he was eating a burger as well. And I, I saw him there, and he was just there eating. He was a very nice guy. And then after he got done, he came over to me. He goes, Tommy. I said, Yeah. He's like, I listened to the podcast, man. I just want to say, you know, you're 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 good. I like the show a lot. Shook my hand. He's like, I don't want to bother you. You know, you're watching the game, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll be on my way now, basically. And he just shook his hand, gave me some compliments, told me he likes the podcast, and left. And then I looked at the bartender. She looked at me. She's like, What the hell was that about? And I'm like, Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that that was cool. So, so. There was that hasn't been a lot, and then um, uh, uh, obviously Marty is from the New York area. Uh, Matthew and Thelma they came by. Matt and Thelma came by and came by the new place, the uh, Ainsworth, which was cool. They came by and had some dinner. That was cool to see them. So it's been limited, but every once in a while I had some run-ins in New York. But uh, I'm in Florida now, and yeah, if I had a venue or if I'll be in a venue anytime soon, I'm at Blue Martini West Palm Beach every Friday night DJing right now. Uh, if you want to check that out, but that's it for right now as far as. But yeah, if, if we go back to New York, I'll definitely throw some feelers out there. If anybody's interested, we could definitely catch up. Speaking of which, and this is not a question, this is just me talking. Um, you created that meetup group in South Florida for cru- cruise lovers. Yeah. Yeah, let's. It's a let's, joke. No, let's a do a meetup. That is, you know, I'll go. They, people just sign up. They don't even mean to, mean to do anything. I put out like three questions. I got like one answer, and that was from like Sandra and Debbie Parker, <laughs> and they're not even in Florida. And uh, so, so I think a lot of those meetup groups, they just, uh, you know, just for show. And some of them catch fire a little bit, but this one has not. I'll do it. I'm, I've been planning on doing that too. Just putting out one more thing. Hey, listen, is this a real group? Do people have any interest in kind of getting together? If you do, let's do it. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see we'll, well see where that you can comes put together something, and even if it's just you and me eating a burger in a bar somewhere, it's gonna be fun. We can see yeah, how many or, people or, show up. Or me and you could just go to a bar and eat a burger. <laughs> we'll see. Plus, the, the the nightmare scenario with that Beatrix is if you get the the two or three weirdo shut-ins that show up, and it's just me and you, and then these and two weirdos. Yeah, then two just like uh, I'm running know. away. Yeah, I'm not staying. Yeah, you'll leave me right there with the weirdos. <laughs> Meanwhile, staying. this is all your idea, and you got me hanging out with these people eating cheeseburgers in paradise with them for the next four hours. <laughs> all right, next que- uh, next question: Do you have a business support crew who helps you with your business approach, marketing, and social media? Do you have a business advisory board, and that is in quotes? Yes, I have an eight-person business advisory board. I have a team of 30 or 40 people working on my social media, and uh, they also look after my private jet. Okay. On the January group cruise, if you arrange to get a room and do some DJing, will you give lessons on how to DJ? It would be so fun. I'm in, says this cone. Wait, 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 now we're going to DJ lessons? (laughs) Yep, apparently so, on your group cruise. That's funny. Then we'll also talk Yankees. We'll do Yankee talk in the back on day four. <laughs> um, uh, DJ lessons? Probably not. I don't know. Probably wouldn't do DJ lessons. I would just throw you a party. 
but I don't want to spend my. I'm like, what are you going to lie to you? He's I'm, actually pretty awesome at throwing parties. I can attest to that. Yeah, I'll throw a party. We'll have a good time. But then we got to sit down and have a DJ class. It doesn't sound like much fun for me, does it? <laughs> as fun as it would be to just throw a party and have a good time and enjoy enjoy ourselves and do a live show from there. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what the next group cruise is gonna is gonna bring. Um, I'm looking forward to what I'll probably do is just do like a a, a really attractive sailing for that. So I think as many, as much as people want to hang out with the group crews with ABB and the Ultra Lounge people and all that, I think it might be a nice motivator to do an actual real deal, nice sailing. And I think we probably will get a lot of people for that. Next question. What is your family like? Siblings, other relatives, have they cruised with you? Do they miss you? No, they don't miss me. They can't stand me, and they're very happy that I'm in Florida. No, it's weird. It's I don't have a huge extended family right now. Uh, I remember when I was smaller, we had more um, people, but uh, now it's a little bit tight, a little bit tighter. But uh, um, I have a brother and a sister. Brother's a whack job. Good kid though, but he's you know he's a wacko. Uh, dad, um, my sister cruised with me once. We were at a family get together. Uh, one of the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, uh, Thanksgiving, whatever. Uh, but I, you know, talk about cruising all the time. And my sister was there with a boyfriend at the time. That relationship is defunct. Shame, man. That kid was a good kid. I told this girl, what are you doing? She's going to dump this kid. She's like, I'm like, listen, I work in these bars, Trish, okay? I know what's out there. I see what's out there. You know, you may have some issues with this kid, but I'm telling you, I don't know. Good luck if you're going to roll the dice nowadays with Tinder and Bumble and nobody. That's the crazy part. Nobody wants to settle down. Can't really complain about that because I'm in that kind of. We just had a long conversation about this we in the did. car for like a half an hour. We did. We did. Uh, but I convinced my sister right then and there to come on the cruise that I was going on. And she just booked it literally at the table. And you know what? It's a perfect example because my sister and me get along really, really well. And we cruised, and the boyfriend, we got along really, really well. And uh, it was a good time, but I, they didn't, it didn't take with them as much. It didn't, they didn't hate it. They didn't say, oh, we're never cruising again. But I could tell they didn't get hit with that cruise bug automatically. So I was like, all right, well, you're clearly not my sister. And uh, no, but it was it. So we had a good time. We, Nick came on that cruise. We had a really, really good time. Um, they actually did get sick, though, both of them, oh. my sister and her boyfriend. Uh, I think there was something... I don't know, norovirus, but they definitely were, it was coming out from multiple ends for a good portion of that cruise. That could have been why it didn't work. I think something in the buffet or whatever, but uh, yeah, no, I do. My dad tells me he's like selfishly. He's my, you know, my dad tells me, I talk to him regularly on the phone. He's always like, man, selfishly, I, I want you to be here, but he's like, I can't deny how much happier you sound when you're in Florida. So Aww, that's so sweet. If you're enjoying it, you gotta roll with it. That is so sweet. I like that story a lot. It's true though. It is true. Yeah. You probably experienced the same thing. Absolutely. For Your mom's 20 overseas. Years. Twenty years. Absolutely. It's hard, but we all know what's good for her, what's good for me, and life goes on. Anyway, this is not about me. This is about you. So we're moving on. Is it hard to learn to be a travel agent? Learning new software, new rules, new regulations, dealing with demanding clients, or are you just used to that from dealing with bar, cafe patrons? Oh, patrons. Do you have a couple of good stories to tell? 
Um, as far as the travel agent, is it hard to learn to be? I will let you know when I am an actual travel agent if it's hard or not. No, yeah, it's a little. It's not hard. It's not complicated. But I am not an overly tech wise individual. I'm much more uh, on the creative end of things. You know, I think a lot of times people have certain brains. My brain is more wired for the creativity, the more idealistic, the more I was always more of a history and English person versus those. Uh, Math and science people are definitely not a math and science person at all. You remember? You remember? College? You go to college? A little what, while. What you do? went to college, right? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. You ever have a lab class? I did. With, with like whether it's biology lab, or whatever. Yes. I was. I didn't know what the hell was going on in those labs <laughs> at all. I like they give they they say they say words for the first ten minutes. They give you microscopes. They tell you about where this is, where that is, and then they go, "Okay, go." And I am freaking lost. And I'm looking for partners <laughs> left and right. Anybody with glasses anywhere can help me out with something. I'm a disaster with the with the lab and the, like that type of stuff. But when it came to uh, history, I was fascinated by it. And I would always do really, really well with history. And when it came to English, writing, literature, things like that, I would always crush that. Uh, math and science, not so much. Uh, math, I was okay once I got it down, but it would take me a minute to get it down. But um, uh, where was I? What was the question? Is it hard to learn how to be? Oh, a travel so yeah. Agent? So the, the dealing with the travel agency, I don't necessarily love, and you know, all the six V and four X and all these balcony categories, and then there's a rate, there's a specials, so then there's rate codes, and then there's this. But it's not hard. It's really not hard. It's it's kind of like it's 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 easy. But yes, that's the other part of it too. Like I alluded to before, the fact that different vendors have different software, and then you used to do you book your last six cruises on Royal Caribbean, and then somebody orders a Cunard cruise, and then you have to look up and see their whole billing system, all that's or booking system. That all that stuff will just come with more practice. And all I'll say as a travel agent right now is this: I will absolutely blow you away with helping you on your cruise and helping you have the best experience on your cruise. If you don't get the best and quickest response from me from the technical aspects of it. Just understand that you may have to just wait a little while for that because I'm going to have to go find that information rather than how I'll be in maybe a year from now where I'll have that information right off the top of my head. Counter to that, you may have the person who can literally say every single code, balcony code or room category code that's you know they have it memorized basically and can give you that answer off the top of their head but then once they book you they're not going to have any more information they're not going to be walking you through saint martin and telling you to go see you know this coffee shop or that place or that place which is what i will you decide which is more important for you you know what i mean so that's me as a travel agent and my struggles and you know progress as a travel agent and then what else was the question? Yeah, and from the bar and the restaurant industry, you have customer service experience, so you know how to approach a customer, a potential yes. customer, or a, yeah. uh, someone who wants to buy a cruise. All right, moving on. Actually, this is a comment, not a question, from the same person who sent in uh, the above two questions. Um, get your website up and running soon. So we can get to one spot for links, for t-shirt orders, group cruises, YouTube channel, Facebook group, Instagram posts, email addresses, travel agent services. Having them all in one place is good. Yes, and it's funny that you brought that up just now because just speaking about what I just spoke about, I am trying to build my website right now. I do not have the budget to pay a web developer. Uh, I don't have, you know, I finally found 
a template that I like, and I am trying to populate the website as we speak right now with all the things and the way I want to do it. I have a vision for the website, and it includes all those things that you mentioned. But um, you know, I'll just say the let's just say the company that I'm working with isn't an A plus when it comes to customer service. It has everything else. It has the template I like. It has the functionality, and you know everything. I all these Wix and these Squarespaces and these WordPress sites. They're really fancy looking. They like, you know, they'll give you these gorgeous templates and layouts. And I don't want that. I want more functionality than I want fanciness. So I found a template for it. I just got to get these people to start helping me with populating it with articles and with, you know, blogs and with pictures and with uh, search engines and things like that. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. It has to get done and it's on the way. All right. Next question. Hopefully this week. Oh, wow. That soon, huh? Yeah. Here's the question. A million dollar question is right here. Do you think you will stay in Florida for a while or a bar business offer can get you moving in no time? Any offer, anywhere, any time of the day, you always have to listen. You have to listen to what people, you know, what's out there in the universe. If somebody offers me a $150,000 a year job tomorrow, uh, I'd have a real decision to have to make. Some of you out there saying, no, stupid, take the job. Uh, I'm thinking, you know what, maybe, but at the end of the day, too, I've put in my time. I've worked so many hours. The restaurant, bar, nightclub business is a very unforgiving business to where they don't have a lot of respect for your free time, as you could probably attest to, right? Yeah. Which is why you're not doing that anymore, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it does pay pretty well. And parts of it, when you are young and able to uh, enjoy a lot of the benefits of it, it's great. But when you do get older and you're not necessarily looking after the same things or chasing the same things as you used to be, it becomes a situation where, you know what, I I really want to find my happiness somewhere else. And hopefully through that, I can find gainful employment and profitability. But, you know, at the same time, to answer your question, if that certain call ever came, I'd have to listen is all. Okay. Time will tell, I guess, right? Yeah. Next question. How would you grade yourself in always be book standards? Are you really always booked? Always, I guess, yeah. I, the goal is to always be booked. I don't have, you know, that's the word, always be booked. Try to always be booked. I think you should always be booked. I think by accident, I have been booked over the last several years. <laughs> but, uh, you know, am I saying, oh, my gosh, you know what? I have to get booked today if I, if, if, to, no, I don't, I don't know. But that's, that's just the point. It's more of a loose, loosely interpreted. It is what I said before. Just be booked. Have something to look forward to. Uh, but right now, we don't, have, booked. we don't have to worry about that because I'm definitely booked. Yeah, you are booked indeed on a family ABB cruise. Yes. All right, next question. Did you ever think about working on a cruise? What position do you think would suit you most? Of course, I thought about it, but I quickly chased those thoughts away because I do not want to take the thing that I am most passionate about and turn it into my, I guess, direct job uh right now you could say i'm doing that in sort of a way but not really because on those cruise ships first of all you have a you got to you got to climb up the ladder and before you climb up the ladder you have to have very very let's just say humble humble accommodations and modest you know I, i would i don't want to i don't want my vacation to be when i get to be off of a cruise ship I want my vacation to be when I get on a cruise ship. But then the second part of the question, 
I would be, listen, how often do you hear me brag? Do you hear me brag on the show a lot? No, not at all. I'd be as good a cruise director as you'd ever see out there. Mm-hmm. I would be a cruise director, and I would be phenomenal at that. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I'd say it. Like I said, I bragged a couple of times when I said I know how to DJ, and I was a good coach. Those are the two things I say that, you know, I think we all should have that passion and that all confidence in ourselves. Is, you know what? There's certain things that we will put on this world to do and be good at. And, uh, yes, having a microphone, DJ, and things like that, I know my way around that stuff. And, yes, I've seen the cruise director position, and I would have that ship rocking. You would indeed. The next question is actually um, about DJing. So I guess this person probably saw you DJing on a cruise ship perhaps, but... um, No. When you're DJing, how do you get the crowd in the zone, quote unquote? Is it about the music or other tips and tricks? What's the difference between a good DJ and a bad DJ? So there's difference just like cruises. There's port-driven cruises. There's ship-driven cruises. There's crew-driven cruises. The same thing with DJs too. Like I can tell you right now, as far as a DJ goes, I'm on the bottom of the scale as far as technical skill of a DJ because I only learned to be a DJ through managing these places and eventually a DJ doesn't show up. And clearly there is a... You know, over the years, it develops. I know I like I have a thing for this. I like this slash I'm good at it. So you know what? This is what I like. So for me, my thing with being a DJ is a, the combination of being able to read a crowd and you play a certain amount of test songs and you know, based on those songs, you have a whole path you're going to go down to. If they, if they like songs A, B, and C, I know I can beat them over the head about an hour later with X, Y, and Z. Or if they like E, F, and G, okay, I got to go Q, R, S, and T. So like there's just a pathway and knowing what to play based on the crowd that you have. And yeah, there's not an exact science to that. Sometimes you'll be wrong, but in general, you're not. And then creating a contrast, I call it a, a uh, ascending crescendo of the night. I see so many DJs who know what they're doing come out at 10 o'clock and start rocking the party and the place is going nuts and they're done. That's it. 11.30. Yeah, man, well, this guy was great. We had a blast. But you know what? You don't do it like that. You play songs. Your job up until midnight, you got one job up until midnight. One job. That one job, don't let them leave. Okay, play is minimal of your best stuff that just gets them to stay around. Let them think they're going to leave. I got people that they're on the dance floor. They think they're going to leave. It's 1130. Yeah, we'll probably be out of here in a midnight. But the secret is, if you're a good DJ, you know that you're about to do some shit that there's no chance that they're going to leave. So then like 1145 happens just before they're about to grab that coat. You turn the lights a little lower. The music gets a little higher. You stand up on top of something. You already have it planned with the bartenders that they're going to make a little move here. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And then all of a sudden the music stops. You look at them and you place a challenge to them. You say, guys think you're out ready for a good time you think watch this and then you go go on a tear for the next hour and a half you're playing every all of a sudden now it's 12 now it's one o'clock in the morning now you got them they're not going anywhere you could play you know what i mean you could play uh uh, think make think of a stupid song you could play the partridge family intro song (laughs) and you're gonna have them singing it because you've sold yourself to them but that's just uh, that. But then there's also DJs out there that are just mix masters and can cut and scratch. And I'll go see a certain DJ only because he's got a certain level of skill on the turntables that I just enjoy watching. And I know I'm good hands in that. They won't even pick up the microphone. Mm-hmm. But they're just so good from that standpoint that 
I like watching that too. So it's different. You know what I mean? There's different levels of being a good DJ. You know what I mean? Just like a baseball player. What makes a good baseball player? I don't know. Guy can throw 110 miles per hour. Okay. But he can't hit. But he's still a great baseball player. But then this guy could hit 45 home runs, but he can't throw a ball straight. So they're both good baseball players. It's just a matter of what their style is. Sorry about that rant. No, that's fine. Speaking of rants, actually, that is the last question. It has the word random rants in it. So this is the last question. You used to have episodes called Cruise Flash. Will those ever make a comeback? They were basically funny random rants. All right, those random rants and the cruise flashes were just a way for me to get more content out there. And if you like listening to podcasts and knowing that we don't have to conform to a, you know, certain structure or a certain episode times and days and this and that, what I wanted to do was experiment with, with ways to get you guys more content. And that's all I was doing. So knowing that I didn't necessarily have, you know, because putting in an an episode of Always Be Booked, the regular episodes that we like, the two, two and a half hour episodes. That a lot goes into that. And that's a three-day process a lot of times through the research, through the editing, through the recording. A lot of times, if you listen to a radio show, most people don't sit and talk. No radio show where they sit and talk into a microphone for three hours. You go on breaks. You have commercials. You have guests. You know, you, music. So, yeah, yeah, music and this and that. But, you know, so I don't necessarily do all those in one sitting. So you just got to, you know, a three-hour episode, a lot more than just those three hours go into it. So I was trying to think where I could just turn on the microphone and just kind of get 20 minutes off of good content for you guys, but not having to have a lot of the outside prep and planning go into it and post-game editing and things like that. Uh, so that was going on with that for a little while. Then the Patreon came along, and that kind of did away with that. So who knows? They could come back. Most of the time, I think what you're going to see is those on the Patreon. Okay. All right. So that's it for questions. What do you think? I, I had a lot of fun, Beatrix. I, I still think, ladies and gentlemen, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know if you think we should have Beatrix in here regularly. I'm trying to recruit her for an no every chance. week segment. No It's crazy chance. because she, she puts herself like, she told me that she was like, bugging out kind of stressing out about this and putting thoughts together and plans together it's just you don't have to do that it's just not necessary you did a great job you did awesome and i really really appreciate that you were on for the 100th episode oh thank you well let me close this out in style so i'm gonna make tommy blush everybody you don't have to respond to this i'm just gonna read out close this out with characteristics about you and your podcast the cones wrote about you in their itunes reviews you don't need to comment but this is this is what we got people informative honest funny addictive refreshing super fun real down to earth hilarious entertaining knowledgeable well spoken enthusiastic real deal don't change never change so as a friend of nearly two decades i do back that up on a personal level as well so happy 100 tommy and now let's open that champagne Thank you so much, Beatrix. Can you guys believe me and me and Beatrix never banked? Is that crazy? Oh my God, you're so st- cut this out, please. Cut please it out. Cut hey. this out. At Why? The end, you, this cannot air. Come on. No, this. But can't this air. isn't you, though. No, you're not saying no, no, anything. No, 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 no. Remember the remember the people in the in the in the lounge said that they thought they thought they were gonna. Yeah, the sexual tension. The sexual. You can cut it with a knife, right? We are the best of friends for like two decades almost. You are so lucky. This dresser is in the way right now. <laughs> you're so she looks good today, guys. Too. She's wearing like a. Uh, we'll put the picture up. All right, we're gonna open the champagne. Uh, thank you for the questions, everyone, and uh, here's to a hundred more. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you soon. Boat drinks. Boat drinks. There's a place where the boat is from. It takes away 
I love your big problems You got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat is from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine on tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat is from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat is from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat is from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the... So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Oh